previously on Star Trek Picard. We need to stand together. The Reapers won't stop at Earth. They'll destroy every organic being in the galaxy if we don't find a way to stop them. Go out there and give them hell. You were born to do this. Build alliances. Gather everything and everybody you can. Don't interfere with my plan, Shepard. I won't warn you again. Go to hell. Each of you needs to be willing to die. Anything less, and you're already dead. Popheads, how the heck are ya? I pulled a fast one on you there. That wasn't really from the last episode of Star Trek Picard. I know, uh, really, really got you guys good with that little trick of mine. That was actually from Mass Effect 3, one of my favorite video games of all time, that uh, Picard is now basically just outright ripping off from. <laughs> and it's a little upsetting to me. Uh, anyways, welcome to issue 83 of the Tomcast. Po uh, Jesus, welcome to issue 83 of the Tomcast podcast, coming to you once again from the hermetically sealed Tom Cave, where we fight the coronavirus with tons and tons of bleach. And uh, that's—I mean, I have no skin left in my hands, but that's okay. Uh, so, welcome to the show. You can follow along with us at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter, at Tomcast Popcast on Instagram. You can email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can join Poppet Nation at patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast. And you can hang out with cool guys like the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Neal. He's the co-host on The Ringing Ear. They're a pretty cool mu music podcast if you guys are looking to know more about cool tunes that are going on. So we are back for another Star Trek Picard breakdown episode. I'll be joined very shortly by my good friend Reagan, and we will uh, we will get into it with this episode because uh, Reagan and I have been texting pretty fast and furiously since this episode dropped on Thursday, um, and I, I would have loved to have gotten this episode to everybody a little bit sooner, but uh, coronavirus... It's 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 real. It's happening. There's effects. There's cause and effects. And while, in theory, I would have more time to record more podcasts, uh, the fact that my wife is around a lot more <laughs> tends to dip into uh, my downtime a little bit more than uh, I would... Well, I shouldn't say more than I like, but more than allows me to record a podcast. So we're, we're doing it now. Um, 
but it, it, I think in the long run it's good because uh, we had we definitely had to get our thoughts together and focused and listen. We are going to be pretty mean to this episode of Picard because um, you know we we we've we've talked about some of the narrative gaffes in the storytelling so far in this first season, but we kind of look past it because it is it is a long form narrative, and we're, we you know we're kind of like well as long as it pays off by the end. Then I, I can I can look past some of these these choppy bits of exposition and and, and things like that in the first couple episodes, um, but I think in episode nine this this penultimate episode that uh, they dug themselves a pretty big hole, and I'm not sure there's any way to get out of it because judging by the the, the tracks that we're on, this train is headed for the cliff. <laughs> and trust me, that is not something I wanted to say ever about the show because, I mean, for the most part, I've really enjoyed the episodes of the show and, and the series in general. Um, but I feel like there were a lot of wrong turns and missteps in this episode, uh, and, and we're we're going to talk about those and we're, we're going to break those down a little bit. And and uh, I think we'll talk about, you know, some of our our, I guess, hopes to 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 pull the ship out of out of its its doldrums. At the, at the, at the, at the in this final episode that's coming up in a couple days, um, it's you know all seems from its from a storytelling perspective, it seems like they have really just dug themselves their own grave. But they you know they may they may have a few tricks up their sleeves that we hadn't considered. I don't know what they are, <laughs> but hey, that's why they get paid the big bucks, and I'm just sitting here doing a podcast for free. So what are you what are you gonna do? Uh, now once again, this is. Star Trek Picard, Episode 9. Uh, it is written by Michael Chabon and Ailette Waldman. It's directed by Akiva Goldsman, who has become uh, CBS, CBS's keeper of all things Star Trek. And um, I'm not sure that's a good thing, to be perfectly frank. Uh, there's, a lot of non, there's a lot of very non-Star Trek things that go on. Uh, not just in Picard, but also in Star Trek Discovery and, and Star Trek Short Takes. It's... Uh, Star Trek is changing, and uh, I, you know, for a long time, I, I kind of was, I was resistant to what they were doing, and then I kind of bought in. But now I'm kind of resistant to some of the stuff they're doing again. So I, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place, which is, I, I guess, maybe that's an old man syndrome. I don't really know for sure. But those are the people responsible for this episode that Reagan and I both pretty much hated. <laughs> and it's, it's uh, the episode's titled uh, "Et in Arcadia Ego," and it might be pronounced "ergo." I've heard it said both ways and a couple times and I'm Latin's not a strong point folks uh, but basically uh, it, it's a reference to a piece of art uh, I believe it's Baroque art and uh, it is it, it depicts uh, shepherds around a, a funeral in what appears to be a paradise and it's it, it is a reminder that that even in paradise death will come for you and uh, there's you know I don't want to get into a whole art history art history thing but I think these are some of the topics death in particular that, that Reagan and I will be will be touching upon in our conversation because there is something in this episode that is so potentially upsetting to me. And listen, I mean we have talked about about Picard's failing health in the show and that at some point in the series we think he's gonna die. But they just introduced something that could be way worse than simply Picard dying. And 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 we will talk about that. Uh, probably at great lengths. This this might be a long one, folks, because uh, there there's a lot of uh, a 
was gonna say meat on the bone, but like it, there's kind of like not that much meat on the bone. There's just a bone that we kind of have to chew on. And well, <laughs> we're gonna do some chewing, that's for sure. So sit tight. Uh, we're gonna get that conversation with with Reagan going right now. And please enjoy this new episode of the Tomcast Podcast. Remember, we're on issue eighty three. So uh, one more episode of Picard, and and it's back to business as usual until I find another show to focus on, which. Uh, in our coronavirus state of the world, um, maybe maybe I'll just pick something crazy off of Netflix or Hulu or whatever. We can we can really break those down. Who knows? Uh, send me your thoughts. You got the Instagram. You got the Twitter. You got the emails. Hit me up at Tomcast Podcast. All right, guys, sit back, enjoy the conversation. I'll see you on the other side. Oh, and at the very end of the episode, there might be another uh, Mass Effect uh, spot in there just to kind of highlight more of the the similarities between the show and that video game <laughs> thanks all right enjoy the conversation all right we're back with reagan he's here he has thoughts yeah. he has opinions he has feelings your overall thoughts on this episode of star trek picard reagan bad yeah not good like, not an enjoyable episode just a lot of setup uh but setting up for what? I mean, I feel like they set up disaster for themselves. Like, this is not going to be a good finale. I hope the Romulans win. Like, <laughs> I've, I've switched sides. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, wipe that planet off the face of the, <laughs> the universe. Well, that's what I started. I kind of wondered that uh, my second time through. Uh, I, I was like, wait, are, are we supposed to, like, like Narek in his plan now? Like, what, like, what is happening? What is his plan? You know what? Plans are something we're going to talk about because I don't understand anyone's plan on this show. Yeah, None of them made like, sense. What was Soji's like, plan? I don't know. I don't. They were. She accomplished some sort of mission, I guess. Well, that's what she told them. I. Um, but I was like, wait, what were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. You I was can't like, just, that's a weird piece of dialogue. Remember, you can't just shake your head. It's a podcast, Reggie. They don't know you're shaking I, your head. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening. Face. For those of you at home, <laughs> no, it's and and okay, so I, I guess we will. You want to try and go through it in order, or do you want to get something off your chest right now? No, no, we'll go through in order. All right, all right, first thing, real quick at the end, when they show O on the bridge of that Romulan ship. Oh, forgot. I, I got I got notes about that too. <laughs> like holy shit! Like she was undercover, man. Can't the other Romulan chick lead that battle? I thought the Jad Vash were a secret organization, but apparently they have 218 warbirds. At least. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, we're we're going to get into that because, like I said, I have I have so many questions. I uh, when, when I was doing the kind of the preamble and the intro of, of the show, I talked about how we didn't like it. And, and you and I were pretty forgiving for like some of the story gaffes in the first eight episodes or so. But now we're like, what the fuck? Uh, there's... Like it, I want to love this show so much. Yeah, and they they just you know beat me and hurt me behind closed doors, <laughs> and I have to stick up for them. All right, well let, let's let's talk about I guess what turned out to be my favorite part of the show, which was the very beginning, because <laughs> I thought them using the transwarp conduit was awesome. Yep. It was really cool. I was like, oh, this this is starting off in the right place. Yeah, and I, I kind of liked you know, seeing uh, Girardi hiding under the, underneath their table, not knowing what was happening and praying for it to stop. I liked all <laughs> that. I love the the 25 light years and 15 minutes line that Picard has. Um, but yeah, it was uh, 
But then once they come out of the conduit, and 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 Girardi comes out of the room, and she's she's like, "Hey, what happened to Deep Space? Deep, what happened to Deep Space Twelve? Am I still under arrest?" And I was like, "Yeah, you should be under fucking arrest. What is happening right now? Why are you just walking around?" They got bigger fish to fry. They're not arrested. <laughs> no more house arrest for you. And clearly, uh, uh, clearly, Rios has does give zero fucks that Maddox was killed on <laughs> on his ship. No, that that's his smush smush now, and he's right? gonna stick up for her all the time. <laughs> all right, so and, and so um, we get into a cool space battle. I enjoyed that. That was cool. I enjoyed it. I don't understand uh, Narex uh, using his snakehead's cloaking device to project, and then somehow it looks like it. Uh, Rios is the the Lasaria is able to score a hit on a hologram projection. That seemed weird. I, I didn't get that, but I just as like you remember that season two episode when Riker and Worf have like it's like the the, the War Games episode, and he does like a hologram of like a Romulan ship or yeah a Romulan ship. I yeah. just assumed it was something like that, but he couldn't hit that like a right. sensor ghost, whatever it was. That that was kind of like my 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 thought process is like, okay, cool. He uses his, his projector, but there's no way he should be scoring. Uh, Rio should be scoring a hit. Yeah, that's bizarre. Uh, he's probably not paying attention to the, like if he actually hit something. It just looks like he did. I don't know. Maybe he can project his shields forward too. Who knows? They're just making well, shit up at this point. After that, they're like, oh, we should help him now that he's been hurt. And I was like, should you? He just tried to murder you three seconds ago. Well, I, I do agree, kind of agree with Picard's rationale. It's like, okay, they, they didn't blow up the ship, so like, kind of duty-bound to like, you know, whatever. That, that's kind of semantics because we have, we, we have bigger fish to fry. He didn't ask for help. I'm <laughs> so, Batman. I don't have to save you. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're that Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. I'm also not going to save you. And then my first kind of, oh, that's cool, but what the fuck are they doing moment uh, was the Borg Cube coming through the conduit right after that. Great entrance. Like It looked cool. It looked cool, but the Borg Cube shows up basically to battle one ship, and then it immediately crashes <laughs> into the yeah, planet. It's, it's, I have a note that says, could they do less with the Borg Cube? <laughs> <laughs> this, these are my thoughts as well. It has no point. Like, not, it the next episode, the two eighteen better show up, and the cube better have regenerated itself so it can take off and just start destroying that fleet. But I don't know if they're going to want to destroy the fleet because all the robots are evil, of course. Of course. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Uh, but we should explain that the, the crash happens because from the planet's surface, we're at Capalius, which is the name of the planet, the, the home of the synthetics. And uh, these five giant space orchids come up from the planet and, and kind of capture the ships. And I thought that was kind of cool. And they, they, they thought dumb. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, beautiful flower ships. Stupid. So, well, it's not like a real ship. I mean, it's, I don't think they really travel in them, do they? I don't know. I don't think so because they said they don't have a ship anymore after. Yeah, that. and they they burn up in reentry. Yeah. So they don't seem practical in that regard. Uh, but I do have to admit, I do have to mention, and I'm sure you agree. But when, when they first come up to the planet, from the planet to 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 get the Lasarina, to get the Snakehead, and to get the Borg Cube, when they when they would open up, Reapers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, oh, somebody loves Mass Effect. 
I didn't. Uh, you'll hear it when you listen to the episode. But I open with a, with a Mass Effect thing oh, going. <laughs> you'll love it. You're, yeah, as a Mass Effect fan, you'll you'll love the opening I put together. <laughs> I, I thought like, I was, especially with the beacon at the end. I was like, oh man, if Reapers don't, if Reapers show up. <laughs> I think exactly. Reapers are going to show up. They show up like a split second in the teaser for next week. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So uh, they, the, the Orchids bring the ships down to the planet, but not in any kind of way that makes any sense to me. There's, they all still just crash on the planet surface. Yeah, but the little ships crash gingerly. Yeah. The board just smashes. Yeah. The, all the, these Orchids, they, like, they, they suck the power of the ships, and everybody crashes down. And then on the La Serena... Picard like passes out and then he says like thank you all for coming, which for a second I thought maybe he was like possessed by the orchid or something. I thought, I thought the, they were talking through him and apparently not. Nope, just having a senior moment. Yeah. Where what? Okay. <laughs> like why? Why now? Is did he bump his head and like his brain injury got worse? Right, so that and that brings us up to the, the now everyone. First, Girardi finds out because she conducts a medical scan on him with a with an old school tricorder that isn't even an old school tricorder that we can recognize, which was weird. Yeah, I, I, I thought they would use like a Discovery, like era, you know, just reuse nah, a prop from there. Nah, nah, not not so much, not so much. You're supposed to say it's old to say it's old, it's but not the, old to us. <laughs> this, this forces Picard to to meet with his crew and 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 kind of kind of confess or admit that. Uh, he is dying, and uh, you know it kind of changes the way the the crew, uh, Rafi in particular, kind of takes her relationship with him. Um, and I guess that's all that scene really serves to do. But I have a suspicion that it might tie into something else that I'm gonna that I hated later. Okay, <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Spoilers! Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So then they decide. Okay, so they establish before they they crash that you have they have twenty four to forty eight hours before the Romulans show up and rain holy hell on everybody, right? Yeah. So I would think there's some sort of sense of urgency that's yeah, never you, really in the episode. No, because they go for a stroll to the Borg cube, which is yep. in the opposite direction, but they say I, is in the opposite direction. I thought that was very odd. Very very odd. I would like. Yeah. I don't understand this choice. I understand that we have your friends are there. You think Hugh's still alive? You think maybe Eleanor's still alive? Um, and you want to go check on them? But I, I, like, what are you doing? Everyone will die if you don't say like if you don't get to where you're going. Yeah, I, I, I was very confused by that. I was like, just hit him up on the communicator. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, the the whole them going to the board cube. Just so he can be like, hey, Elnor, I'm going to die. Right. But we're not that close anyway because, like, I knew you when you were five. Yeah. And yeah. like, two weeks since. Like. Yep, I have I have that down here. I have reunion with Elnor, and then in parentheses, I have more unearned emotion. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> all of this Elnor stuff, not earned. It's what I have. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's unfortunate because – I think there's a really good story between those two characters, but they've yeah. completely shortchanged it. Yeah, so much that I'm like, why is Elnor even on this show? 
You know, I, I have a theory, and I was going to save it for the ending, but I think we, I think now's as good a time as any to bring it up. Um, but we've kind of heard from various outlets that you know they they went back into the original scripts for these shows and they they inserted the Riker and Troy episode in there, and so I think this show's insanely disjointed, and I think some episodes just got thrown out the window. You know, I mean, before before they were filmed, I think I think they were like, no, this doesn't yeah. work. We got to re- eject this and put this in here with Riker and Troy and all these other things. So, as uh, uh, you know, they want this to be a linear story, but it's very disjointed now. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, see, it seems like we skipped a lot of things. Yeah, so maybe an Eleanor episode got completely thrown out. Yeah, that I really mean, and, the, and maybe they decided Eleanor doesn't work. I don't know. But he was like hyped up to be this like Picard's right hand man, and now he does squat. <laughs> no, he, he get... immediately abandons him as soon as he can. Yes, yeah, as soon it... as he gets off that ship, he's like, "All right." And then he gets Hugh killed. <laughs> yeah. And then okay, and then another another question I have for you: Why All is right. he so surprised to see Seven of Nine? I don't know. He just saw her. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Maybe like a week in their time. Yeah, uh, so I thought that was odd. Um, I thought it was odd. You know, we speculated last week that they were going to – that the the board cube was going to be Picard's ace in the hole. You know, he'd hit his his little signal card, and they would show up to kind of like be the cavalry. So it was a little annoying to see that that dramatic entrance wasted and then the ship crashed so easily. Uh, the only thing I have really else to say about that show, about that scene, is that uh, why, why doesn't Seven Nine have her own show yet? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Why don't Why don't they go with them? Like, I don't know. I did enjoy that one Borg XB uh, calling him Locutus again. I thought that was awesome. I know. They're never gonna let him forget that. <laughs> I thought I did. I found Picard's lack of a reaction peculiar. <laughs> yeah, I, he's got a brain injury this whole episode. Like. He's got the real brain pains all episode. He's like, oh, awkward pause. I'll stare at you now. Hmm. Yeah, and then you get really excited to see Elnor. <laughs> like, also, you. T- I mean, I guess you're glad he's alive. But I was like, he just saw that guy also. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Yeah. And then, uh, like you said, the Elnor thing, you know, uh, he tells Elnor he's proud of him. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's proud he made the choice to go away to help Hugh. But still, it's just, it's not. It, not earned. Not earned. It's the best way I can describe it. I'm with you on that. I don't think Elnor, at this point in their relationship that we've seen, I don't think he'd really be seeking Picard's approval. I would, yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, what have they done to mend fences with their relationship? Nothing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Bubkiss. Less than nothing. <laughs> All right. So eventually they leave, but we find out there are 218 warbirds coming, but it's only the first 109 that matter. I like that line. I thought that was funny. I think so. Yeah, that, that line between Rafi and Rios was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, so let's fast forward to Capelia Station, a.k.a. Hippie Android Town. Uh, my note is Hippie Robots. I hate them immediately. <laughs> Poor fashion sense. Oh, my God. It just seems something out of season one. Dude, I had the same thought. It's like it's like yeah, this a, is those planets they would go to that were like you know, the, uh, the paradise planets. Where, yes. uh, oh, that was my exact thought. Like, uh, like when like, uh, Wesley jumps into their plants and they have to kill him. That's like, right. Or that's like, I mean, they're lucky Rikers out there, or he would have tried sleeping with all of them. <laughs> he would have been like, ooh. <laughs> uh, so oh, I got that. Like, 
I, I have one question. Mm-hmm. Do you think we've met Beautiful Flower already on the show? Like, do you think someone is a Cylon in disguise? Well, I, I, I had that thought, and I was sort of leaning in the direction of Girardi, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Well, no, it, it's a guy. Is it a guy? I think it is a guy. I think you're correct about that. I think it's Maddox. I don't think the Maddox she killed is the real Maddox. I think he made a copy of himself. Has been making clones of himself. I don't know. I, I mean, the, weird theories because I was so bored and hateful of this episode that I just started making my own shit up. I mean, this episode is so, or this show has been really good at name dropping things that never pan out. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say maybe Craddock is beautiful fly. I was gonna say I'm looking at you, Captain Craddock. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I, I, that's a that is definitely a possibility of of, of something to come. Well, that's, I went back to the the first, you know, when we see Maddox at uh, Stardew City or whatever it is. <laughs> Free cloud. Yeah, yeah. Free cloud, Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> Free cloud, Jesus. That's uh, That was your band back in the 90s, wasn't it? It was. It was my alt rock band. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to make a t-shirt now that says Free cloud, Jesus. <laughs> but Perfect. Maddox says they destroyed his lab and stuff. And I was like, oh, maybe, you know, uh, the, the androids, maybe they had a disagreement and they're trying to kill him. And he stole two androids and went on the run. But I went back and watched. I was like, no, he's definitely talking about Romulans. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong there. Uh, so we, we entered this hippie town of androids. They're all twins. Yeah. I guess I'm supposed to be impressed that they have that many twins in Hollywood. I don't know. Um, they all recognize Picard, which is interesting, I suppose. Uh, I, yeah. I I did like the the fact that like they're they're of various stages of android evolution. Like you can kind of mm-hmm. see that link from Data to to Soji, who's like obviously the higher end of the spe- of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. So I like that, you know, in, in oh, when you... the the weird tinted skin, like yeah, the bron- I guess bronzish, like golden bronzish kind of thing. Like uh, yeah, from from Data's pale and pasty uh, uh, pancake makeup <laughs> to this kind of like golden android sex goddess that what's-her-name is. And we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, All right, so... The, suit that's her name. Oh, God, don't even... Uh, oh, you, you spoiled it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was trying to remember. I was like, oh, she has like a really like, oh, sex pot name. Yeah, Sutra. Like the Kama Sutra. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck, are you kidding me? Like, we're, 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 naming droids at, we're naming androids after the Hindu Book of Love. <laughs> Did you know there's a place on a woman that you can touch that'll make her bark like a dog? What's that from? Scrooged. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Club Dread. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely not Scrooged. <laughs> the Billberry Classic. Come on, Reagan. Yeah. We'll do that it's podcast like, next. <laughs> so so one of my <laughs> so uh, in case just to kind of set the standard here like you were complaining about stuff but I'm gonna throw my first big giant red bullshit flag at the uh, introduction yeah. of Doctor Alton oh, yeah. Indigo Sung get the fuck out of here oh, yeah. this is bullshit it's straight bullshit that there's another Sung running around supposedly oh, the sun. Of Dr. Noonien Sung, the creator of Commander Data and Lore. No, no, no. 
ever? <sighs> I, yeah, exactly. Like, we only had Data's mom on the ship for a while in one episode. Uh-huh. You, you think she'd bring him up? So, yeah. so my my theory to save this, and again, this is me trying to fix their show for them. To me, the only way you can save this if is if is if that is lore, and he's been steadily yeah. upgrading himself. So I think it's a little lore, and he's aging. Like he has an aging program that he can't stop, a la Blade Runner. Well, supposedly Data has that program too. Like I think that was something they established early in the, in, in Next Gen is that Data could age. Yeah. I thought he could choose how much he wanted to age. I thought that was like how he can just choose to have hair. <laughs> you might be right. I, I don't remember the intricacies of that, but I thought aging was part of Data's design. It, it is. And he does he does say that like at a certain point his programs would have ceased to function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think that was part of the 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 idea that you know Brett Spiner could continue to do the role for as long as he wanted, as you know, assuming this this trek went on forever. So he, yeah. you know, they wouldn't have to be like, why is an android getting old? <laughs> this was like their their out clause. Yeah. So he my my a- my theory is that maybe well, it's not even a theory. This is just like a hope to save this fucking show. Is that that Laura has been steadily upgrading himself, and it's a big giant secret. <laughs> yeah. But why would he need the golem? Well, let me see if I'm to the golem yet. <laughs> We're not. I have another bullshit. I have another bullshit flag for you first. All right, all right. But that, like, did you? You didn't watch the Augment episodes of Enterprise, did you? With with Brent as Arkson. I think Alec? those are are those in season three or season four? Season three. It's, I think I have seen them. Arc. It's he's basically playing the same character he is now as. Noonien Soon's, I believe, great grandfather. Okay. And he's real, you know, he's in the human evolution. Yeah, he's into like eugenics and stuff like that, right? Like yeah. he's part of like the that whole thing. Yeah, well, the, the aftermath of it. And he stole a bunch of embryos and hatched, I think, 16 augments. And they go around creating havoc and eventually turn on him. And that's when, like, at the end, He's like, I was wrong with human evolution, maybe robotics. And he's like, it'll take a couple of generations to get that, it. That rings gone. a bell. Yeah, I think I, I think I did watch those. You know, it's that you know, it was once again Enterprise trying to put a bow on something they had done before. Right. And you know, doing a little fan service. But fan he's basically service. The same, he's basically playing the same like character as that evil character, not evil character, but. A villain on the show. Mm-hmm. The yeah, no. talks, I don't know if it's just that's just how Brent talks in real life. No, and he kind of talks that way in this episode too, which yes. I, I kind of give my 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 lore theory some credit. Uh, but let let's kind of talk like that. Uh, but let's get into the, let's get into it. So the the crew of the Lost Arena, uh, they're they're having a meeting with all the all the synthetics. They're trying to explain oh, what's okay. going on. And that's where we meet Kama Sutra, the sex robot. <laughs> Another sex robot. Your brother's going to love that. <laughs> Your brothers love us talking about sex robots. Uh, do they? I mean... They do not, well, I don't think. <laughs> uh, probably not. But they made an army of sex robots. Did you see this planet? Yeah, that's basically... Yeah. 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 It's like, like that scene from AI. You remember that scene from AI? With... Uh, with uh, What's his name? Nah, I don't remember. Uh, um, Repo Man. Um... Repo Man. 
You never watched uh, Jude Law and Forrest Whitaker and Repo Man? No, I, I was thinking the only Repo Man I was thinking of was, was the Emilio Estevez flick. Uh, uh, this came, this was like eight or nine years ago, where like they, they go around repossessing people's organs. It's a lot of fun. I I vaguely remember that film. I it, it's much it, it's I really enjoy it. Well, Jude Law is a sex robot in in AI. Yeah. And like clearly, because we're a society of perverts, sex robots are a real thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're gonna be. I mean, what do I mean? They're gonna be. Like, have you seen what they're doing in Japan? Like, As I said, they kind of are already. Yeah, I think yeah, you get I'm, them out of a vending machine. I'm, I'm just waiting. I just know one day I'm gonna be staring down the face of one choking me to death. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> oh no. All right. So so we're having this meeting with the crew and the androids, and and uh, Kama Sutra introduces herself. And she wants to know more about the admonition, the vision that Girardi uh, was implanted with by O. And this is the next big giant red bullshit flag, which happened less than two minutes after the first one. And that is a android, a synthetic being, just because they're super fans of Vulcan culture, can apparently do a mind meld. Say what? Made me so angry. I was so angry, too. So angry. I was like, this isn't a learned skill. This is a cultural thing. This is what what these Vulcans can do. This like, is because they have strong just, mental powers. Just because you read the works of Surak, that doesn't mean you can mind meld. No, like, no, you can't. No, I I thought that was garbage. I sort of liked the little twist about how the admonition is meant for the synthetics and not for our organic minds. I was like, oh, yeah. that's that's interesting. I like that. And that way we're processing it. Um, but the vision that as, as, as Sutra is, is processing it and we're seeing it on the screen is so fucking boring and pedantic and so dumb. <laughs> it's like all like the stock footage clips of the internet rolled into one. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, lava. Ooh, a fat, a Fox decaying from true blood. Oh, is that what that was from? I was just like, do I need to see the fox decay all the way? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the fox decaying from the intro of True Blood. <laughs> I'm sure that clip's been around. Yeah, my next note is just, can the writers of this show watch Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very fair criticism, sir. I just have a lot of angry notes about this mind meld, so I'm just going to start crossing it. Like, I hate it. It shouldn't so, work. Like, yeah. Yeah, and and so as 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 Sutra is processing and interpreting the vision from the admonition, uh, she determines that a higher synthetic life form will come to save them and kill the organics, aka the Reapers. Get Shepard on the phone. Stat or control. It's control uh, coming back from the future. I think that theory is dumb. I don't like it. I've heard that theory a couple like times. Either. I don't. Yeah, I, it's they're not going away from it though. <sighs> Well, hold on. <laughs> like I said, there's a, a flash of something in the trailer for the next episode that's like, oh, fuck, we are in Reaper Town. <laughs> so <laughs> I, Maybe I have to pay attention more. but I It's, a quick, it's a quick snippet. Like I didn't even notice it the first time. It was the second or third viewing of, of next week's preview where you see like – it looks, almost looks like a little tiny portal opening and then like these, these uh, uh, like robotic tendrils kind of uh, within the portal thing. And I was like, oh, welcome to Reaper Town. I was like, are, are you Harbinger or are you the other one? Sovereign. 
they're all bad, aren't they? Except for that Leviathan. <laughs> if you got the expansion. If you got the expansion pack, yeah, which I did because I love that fucking I'm a game. Nerd. I got it as well, and I was like, yeah, he's going to fight with me for unknown reasons. <laughs> Just because. Did you ever watch uh, Lost in Space, the new one? I didn't make it past episode two. It's garbage, but <laughs> I didn't make it past season. I watched all of season one. And I was fine with it. Season two, I watched an episode and a half and was like, nope, my life is more important than this. But the robot in it is just basically a geth. Yeah, that was the, you know that, that was my first take on the on the two episodes I watched of the yeah. show. I was like, oh, I've seen this robot before. Yeah, and I was like, God, how's Mass Effect? Yeah, he's gonna sue somebody. Oh God, they should sue themselves for ruining that franchise. But that's a different story. That's Why'd you buy it. Bioware, EA? Why? I'm yelling. I shouldn't be yelling. They have nice things. That's why we can't have nice things. That's why we can't have more Mass Effect games because you ruined it. You fucking ruined it. Well, they wanted to make Anthem. That's themselves. I blame them. Boo. All right, back to the show. We'll, we'll get on what happened with Mass Effect next year. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe we might have to do more next week, depending on how this fucking show ends. Uh, well. And then Shepard had to pick between the yellow, the green, and the blue. <laughs> yeah, but wait. Is this before they updated it? Is this the original <laughs> ending? Or when they were like, oh, we fucked up so bad. Here's a free download that you can watch. Christ almighty. Anyways. All right, so... Uh, Girardi, who has been uh, shamed by the new Sung and the other androids for killing Maddox, uh, approaches him in his lab, and we find out about this Gollum android, which is is for mind transference, which is something we have covered in Star Trek before. Yeah, a couple of times. <sighs> Listen, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. If Picard ends up in that fucking Gollum, I'm going to punch oh, my TV in the face. He's 100% going to end up in that column. Are you kidding? I'm going to be so mad. He's like, now he was, now that, because then he'll be like, I am the bridge between the synthetics and the organics. Oh, a million percent he's going to end up in that. Like, Please no. I saw it because I was like, oh, that's why they gave him the brain pain so bad this episode. So we remembered he's dying. Yeah, that was exactly my thought. I was like, wait a second. Is, are this, is this really where we're, we're going with this show? Are you kidding me? Now Picard can live forever. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so angry about this idea. And, I mean, that's all it is right now. I hope to god we're wrong. I hope the first thing they do in the, in, in the new episode is, is hit that fucking thing with a hammer. <laughs> and just nope. get rid of it. No way. That's way too much <laughs> foreshadowing. Like that, Again, I, I referred to Captain way. Crandall, who we still yet to see on this fucking show. <laughs> I can't wait till this Q shows up and just snaps his fingers. Romulan fleet disappears. All the synthetics just melt. <laughs> it was all a lie, John Luke. Yeah, he was like, "You're still on trial." Thirty years later. Ugh, ugh. No, I hate this idea that Picard's gonna end up in that golem. That really bothers me. It kind of makes me angry. Oh, that's sexy right there. <laughs> Like, I haven't been able to breathe for, like, ten minutes. Like, I was like, it's got to happen on the cast. I, I think that's the coronavirus, my friend. Uh, not yet. I just got told I was an essential employee today, so I can't – like, you have to go to work. I've seen how you work. I wouldn't call you essential at all. Hey, man, I'm a boss now. <laughs> all the people to work. Well, we haven't worked together in, like, you know, 
18 years. So yeah, like, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. So then we get, uh, we, we, our dear friend, Narek is brought into, into hippie town, Sin city. And uh, he's, he's taken quote unquote prisoner. Oh. Because why, you know, they have why to use him taking, still in this plot. In, and why is he taken prisoner? Yeah. Then we get a scene of Rios and Girardi being all flirty with each other. Blah. She killed a guy, dude. Come on. You yeah, know he killed a she killed a guy. Yeah, but then, then they had that, you know, sweet, sweet smush smush. <sighs> or is that before? Well, I think that was after. She was they bang before? And no, after? no, no. They 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 went to Bone Town after she killed him, but before Rios knew yeah. that she killed him. Oh, okay. Uh then we also have Raffi confessing that she loves John Luke, not in a sexual way, but like, you know, that yeah. despite her anger towards him for everything that's happened, her, you know, him not believing her about the conspiracy, which is obviously true now. Yeah. Uh, and and I there's that, that. I love that. Like, I like that. And his awkward. Yeah. Yeah. The way well, he, he awkwardly returned the love. He immediately tries to get away from her as fast as possible. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. I was like, I love this moment. One of the few things I liked about this episode. Yeah, I agreed. I agree. Um, let me ask you this question: Why is Picard not able to get Starfleet on comms? Oh, he's being jammed by lore. That's my thought too. Like, yeah. the, I, I, I suspect this is all part of whatever mastermind plan lore has. Yeah, like because he wants the Romulan fleet to come, so and they can just have. And so they can wipe out the Romulans once and for all. Their ancient enemy, apparently. Yeah, and uh, that bothered me a lot because it obviously indicates something else is going on here, which means that we have to wait for Revelation Town in next week's show. Which, yeah. I mean, we already know the sins are bad. So, <laughs> like, what are. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> They're bad. Also, the spot two, bad fan service. I didn't need Spock Oh, Spock 2. Yes, I sorry, I misheard you. I thought you said Spock 2. I was like, Spock 2? No, Spock 2. Yeah, that was... Okay. And uh, the fact that he's a synth- synthetic as well was weird. I was like, you can't just have a real cat? Or a flurkin, maybe? Maybe it's a flurkin. Maybe. I can't wait till he, like, mutates. Just like in uh, Underworld, and he becomes like a lichen. <laughs> Romulan faces off. And then we get we get, we get Narek attempting to manipulate his way out of, out of the prison cell... And and so Soji shuts that shit down, which at the time we think is a good decision. Yeah, but there he has one move. He's like, "I love you, though." <laughs> like, that's I, all he ever does. And I'm like, "Oh my god, dude!" Does he? I mean, do you, do we think at this point he really does? No. Okay, that's my. That was. I was like, "Are they trying yeah, to trick me?" Like, yeah. Like, cause right after she's like, "Oh, I don't believe you." He's like, "We're gonna burn this world and every living." So I, I, I just thought it was so odd. I mean, that whole exchange with them is so odd, and his choice of words, so-called living things. I was like, just yeah. call them. Like you've been calling them abominations for eight episodes. Just go with that. Still, it's when I rewatched it, I did skip through that scene the second time because I knew I was just gonna hate it more. Yeah. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a waste of time. Like, this whole episode is just a waste of time to get to the finale. So we we get 
now at this point we're we're 36 minutes into the show. Uh, things are picking up. It's ramping up a little bit here. There's an interspice scene that actually I thought was I liked one half of it. I didn't like the other half, and I liked the Soji and Picard talking about sacrifice, but I hated Sutra's weirdly sexual conversation with Narek. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is everyone up in that guy's grill when they talk to him? Uh, he's a handsome man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know about those teeth, but whatever. He seems like a a, a nice enough fellow. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I don't get it. And then she talks about how she wants to kill him, but he serves a purpose for her. So she's going to set him free, which leads to the next scene because there was a different synthetic, and I forget her name. I think her name was Saga. Which sure. These androids all had really weird, fucked up names when I looked them up on IMDb. I just ignored them. She has like this, this glass bird brooch, and we yeah. find her dead with that brooch into her eye. I didn't know that was the brooch. I thought he had ripped her eye out, and that was like robot guts coming out of her head. Nah, that's the it's like the brooch or the pin or whatever you want to call it. Always cooler. So my thought process, because I'm a nut, and to me, it should take a lot more effort to kill a fucking android than that, is that Sutra is the one who kills her because she knows where to strike. Are, yeah, are people thinking that Narek did that? I think – yeah, it, it seems to be that they're framing Narek for this, that oh, Sutra's yeah, framing Narek. Yeah, yeah. But I, I had no thought that Narek could actually hurt that <laughs> the synthetic. I yeah. Thought, I thought Sutra had just done it to frame him so they would unite against um, all living things. The organics. Yeah, organics. That's the word I'm looking for, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right on. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that the synthetics are this dumb to think that that dope could get a drop on them and jab a bird brooch into her eye. Because I would also think, maybe I'm wrong, we've established that these are older models than, than Dodge and Soji are, but I would imagine they have some kind of self-defense protocols built into them. Yes. So the only thing that makes any sense uh, is that it was Sutra that killed her because she wouldn't suspect it. Right. All right. She's so, a, they're just as strong, probably. All right, so we uh we we we're on the same page there. Then we get we get Sutra, Kama Sutra is mobilizing the synths against the organics so they can call the Reapers. I mean the higher synths, and uh then then who will then save and elevate the Sung synths to I don't know the what they called like a synthetic federation, which I thought was really weird terminology. Well, just that they're like to seek out synthetic life and, and liberate. Yeah. Uh, Picard, like, Picard tries to drop some uh, some some good classic Picard speech in on them, to no effect. They they, I guess technically arrest Picard. Uh, Girardi's claiming to be an ally now of the synthetics, which you should be in jail. You should have been left in the brig of the La Serena, but whatever. And then your scene, Commodore O in charge of everything. <laughs> then credits. Reapers are coming. Yeah. What the shit is going on? Like, I know what moment they were going for when they showed the Romulan Bridge. And they're like, Commodore, you know. And I was like, God, this moment is just missing. You know, I I, I was thinking about this. I know the show's titled Picard, and it's about Picard. But there are so many plot issues I have, you know. When, when we first are introduced to O and Nerissa, 
They're infiltrating Starfleet. Nerissa gets out of that pretty fucking quick and goes back to the Borg Cube, and we never see her in a Starfleet uniform ever again. But O, who has like a position within Starfleet, you'd think it would be a little bit more important of a person to notice what she's doing. And you would uh-huh. think after Picard's briefing, there maybe there should be a scene where Starfleet tries to arrest and detain her. And she right. has to like do some elaborate escape plan or whatever. Yeah, and then, then like, she's revealed to everyone war. as like the villain of the of the piece. Yeah. But no, we don't get that. We just get her in charge of 218 warbirds. Mysteriously out of nowhere. <laughs> no no information from Starfleet about it. Like, oh yeah, no, we know that she's a bad chick now. Like we're looking out for her. We're, we we got this. Um, which leads me to the, my next big question that I've been waiting for to get a better answer for nine episodes now, and I don't think I'm going to, so I'm going to ask you. All right, I got you. Why? Why, why, why? Why, 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 why? Does Commodore O's plan for killing the synthetics on Mars have to happen when it does, which means her... The, her people are going to get killed in the supernova that destroys the Romulan Star Empire. I think that was a choice for her. Like, it had to be so devastating, like something that was so devastating to multiple worlds to ban synthetics. Like, if it had just been an attack on somewhere else that only affected the Federation instead of also affecting Romulus and all those worlds that wanted to pull out afterwards. So it affected like 10 to 15 different worlds. I think the grand scale of it, it had to be there or it was the perfect opportunity. I mean, I mean, mean maybe, but I kind of feel like that's a bullshit argument. I just completely did that off the top of my head. Of course it's bullshit. I mean, listen, if I want to kill all the synthetics, but the Federation, who I'm trying to, to cripple from their, their, their use of synth- synthetics, but right now they're kind of currently helping my people with a mass yeah. evacuation from a supernova, maybe I wait till like a Wednesday that they're not doing that. Nope. It shows her dedication. She let her people die to stop, to save them. <laughs> oh, That's boy. the one thing I respect about her. <laughs> all right. So... You're making excuses for O. I guess I can buy into him a little bit. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of weak sauce. And that a scene of, of, of Starfleet security coming to arrest her might have been kind of fucking helpful. Yeah, I would have liked it. I'm sure uh, it's on the cutting floor somewhere. Or and again, we'll get a flashback next episode. Where's, uh, where's Admiral uh, Shut the Fuck Up at? <laughs> to try and track her down. Oh God, I hope like I hope there's a flashback where O just <laughs> strangles her real quick and beams out. Gets the garrote around her neck. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, again, I, I reiterate my 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 confusion over the Jat Vash. Um, like how much influence do they have over things? Because she has 218 warbirds. Now I get it that the Jat Vash seem to have taken over the Tashiar. But still, the Talshiar seems to have a lot of power in a, in a very crippled Romulan Star Empire. Yeah, I, and I'm a, I'm a little annoyed that we don't know the status of this of the Romulan Empire. No, we know nothing about it. <laughs> no, I, I still don't understand what they're doing with the artifact. 
I, 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 I get it that it's in their space and that maybe they're trying to turn some kind of profit off of Borg parts. So they worked out a deal with the Federation to help them do that. But that that's never expressly said. That's just me, us kind of parsing it together. Yes, it's just us trying to fix their bullshit. Well, and let's let's go back to like episode two or three or whatever when 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 Soji's like helping those scientists like orient to the program. Like, did they yeah. just get sucked out into space? Like, what happened yep. to them? Oh, they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. They're dead, but we never see it. We never saw that one scientist ever again. Oh, that, she that, did. The one who thought he was hot. She did. She did. But I mean, that's what that's what this show's doing. I mean, we're introduced to characters who mean nothing, and then are quickly forgotten, and then right. we 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 get hints about characters who never show up. <laughs> I don't understand this show. Like, is it all yeah. just red herrings and, and and misdirection? Oh, but if Narek is actually beautiful flower, that's another one of my crazy theories. Is Narek could be a beautiful flower? And they well, just made him a Bromulan. So, so let's talk about that for a sec, because uh, as as we've been progressing here the last couple episodes with, with Soji, she's starting to remember things about home and, and, and things about where she's from. I don't understand why her and Dodge's memories had to be hidden and repressed. Yeah, well, I, I think um, old lore is lying about what happened with them. I like I don't what mission is she talking about? That's no, they, why I think they ran away with Maddox. Well the only thing I can think of as far as mission goes, because I have that question too, like what was Soji's mission? Just to figure in my, my speculation is was she just trying to figure out what the Romulans were doing? Is that all she was up to? And like like but, why that board cube Hmm? What was Dodge doing on Earth? I don't know. I it, it managed to try to make it sound like they were there to uncover the conspiracy between the Romulans and and Starfleet, but how do you do that if you don't know that's your mission? I mean, I guess like it's it's programming within programming. I I don't. It's just not very clear and it's very plot convenient, which is annoying. Uh huh. And that really bums me out. <laughs> so. I was like, I would love to hear the guy defend himself on Reddit about this bullshit. I oh actually my read God. that. No, I'm so agitated with things because there's all these lingering questions that I don't think are going to get paid off next week at all. I don't see how they could. I think they'll just assume we'll forget about it. I that and that's unfortunately. A, a symptom of new Star Trek with with even and even with the even with Discovery and and and, and like the short Trek episodes is I don't think they want us to think too hard about these things to like shut up and watch it <laughs> and it's like no wait this doesn't make sense I know but it's been what we've been doing for forty years like just obsessing about this show or different you know versions of this show I I, I agree with you man I, it's 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 just it's a little frustrating. That they're, they're, that, that they're being so simplistic with this. And it's just like, no, 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 just it, this is a story. It's fine. And uh, Chabon, who's the executive producer and who's written a bunch of the episodes for this season, particularly in the, in the back half, I mean, he, he's an award-winning novelist. And rightly so. His, uh, a couple of his novels that I've read are fantastic. But I don't know if he knows what the fuck he's doing on this show. Has he watched Star Trek? 
he he has, but he he's like he. I think he's taken all the wrong things from it because he's interested in aspects of old Star Trek that don't matter. Like, um, he wrote a giant essay in the New Yorker uh, about the pilot, which uh, I think was the was the pilot of the Menagerie, right? Oh, of the original series. Of original series. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, with Pike and and yeah. how like uh, Spock's emotional in that episode. And, and Spock's like smiles at things, and it's because it, that was the pilot, dude. Like yeah. the the characters have changed, but he's like, oh no, that's a thing. I'm like, it's not a thing. Like the pilot was scrapped for a reason. Yeah, there's there's a reason they had to bring in Captain Kirk because <laughs> Pike and Smiley Spock didn't work. Well, Pike works now. Like Pike is oh, great. In Pike's great now. Anson Mount as Pike is amazing. Don't even get me yeah. started. Like my favorite part of season two is just him. Yeah, <laughs> like I give a fuck about Red Angel and all the other bullshit. Just like more Pike, more yeah. Pike, more, more Pike, more, <laughs> more Anson Mount. Like if you want to go do some Hell on Wheels, I'll go back. Oh, oh my God, dude! I didn't. I you know what? I didn't even think about it until just now. Until just now when you said that. But but you have Anson Mount as Pike. You have Cole Meany yeah. as O'Brien, yeah. and they're on Hell on Wheels together. The Star yeah. Trek connections are built in. There's a crossover coming. It's a holodeck. Helen Wheels was a holodeck program for Pike. Yeah, and then like you also have Common from John Wick. So John Wick's also in there. Oh. <laughs> Just like seven degrees of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I I I you know, I thought about sending uh, this person a message on 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 the Twitters, but I decided to leave well enough alone. But it was it's recently been uh, announced that that Mark Bernardin uh, of of Fat of fat man beyond kevin smith's co-host oh. on his on his pop culture podcast is going to be the consulting producer for season two this is good news like i haven't listened to fat like i haven't listened to it since it was called fat man on batman no this is good news uh bernardin like way back in the day interned on star trek on i think he did i think yeah i think he interned on next gen and then he did a little ds9 work too Okay, so you worked at the the cherry part. Yeah, I did hear like there's a petition out there to get uh Ron back. Well, there's there's a and there's there's a new producer, executive producer, uh, Chabon's leaving. He's not doing season two of the show. So like maybe we can get the show back on the rails. Yeah, but I'd love to see Ron come back and do something else with Star Trek. I don't know if he wants. We're talking to about Ron Moore, right? Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. I, I, at first, I thought you said Rom, and I was like, "Who the hell wants Rom back? What are you talking about?" Rom was great first off. Like, well, yeah, I understand, but I don't know his role in the next season of Picard. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm trying to think where we left Rom. He was an engineer on Deep Space Nine. I don't. I well, listen. I'm rewatching uh, season seven now. I'll get back to you in a week or two. <laughs> I think I think he's just like you know he's a Bajor, he's part of the Bajoran. Like he's not Starfleet. I'm I'm rewatching season seven now, and I, I I forgot how upset I was with the the, the Esri Dax character at first. It took it, it took me a little while to get get into her. Yeah, she's not. She's great no Janzia though. No, but like once you get to like oh, I forget what the episode is when like they're in the war with the Dominion on the planet, and it's like when Nog gets shot, and Jadzia or uh, Esri's down there, Cisco. And like a bunch of like random grunts, and they're defending an outpost or a relay station. It's awesome. We'll get there, buddy. We'll get there. 
mean, that's one of the best better episodes of hers. No, the last one I watched with her was pretty good, and it's the one where like Garrick's having his meltdown about being a traitor to the Cardassians. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was that's a good one. Garrick and Esri. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. She kind of like bounces between those two characters pretty regularly on that. Whatever. We don't. <laughs> Our D Space Nine podcast will be coming soon. We'll take it's care so, of that later. Like, I love me some Elam Garrick, man. <laughs> uh, I, so that that basically covers the episode. Um, I'm pretty convinced that uh, that Chabon and Akiva Goldsman have lifted heavily from the Mass Effect storyline. Yeah, <laughs> but. What what can they do next week that will save it? Like what 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 are you hoping will will happen here? Oh my god, I don't even know. Like I'm I'm pretty sure the Borg cube is gonna get off the planet and start to fight. Uh, whatever the Reapers or Control is from the future, I'm sure it's just a time portal. I really will be annoyed if it's Control. I'm not gonna lie. How I, I won't be. Like, what else could it be like in this universe that we know of, of, of like the most recent track? I mean, it really leans like they're going in that Mass Effect direction of 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 an ancient civilization, an ancient species that's transcended this plane of existence, and now they're just watching for more AI to save. I know, but if it's another ten million year old thing, I mean, re- remember about, no, no one talks about. Well, I mean, remember what the Reapers thing was? Is like the cycle must continue. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh god, and, when, and that's getting into into, into Babylon, uh, not Babylon Five, into into Battlestar Galactica territory. You know, with, with right. the cycle and and like history repeats itself kind of stuff. And it's like, oh Jesus. They have a plan. It said so at the beginning of every episode. Well, yeah, and then, and then Ron Moore came out and said they, they didn't have a plan. We just were making it up. <laughs> hey, you said that right after you released the movie called The Plan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. No, I I guess I'm just I, – I, I, don't, I don't think I've been more frustrated with this, this – this sh- even with this iteration of Star Trek, I mean, I was pretty frustrated when when Discovery first started, and I hated those first two or three episodes. Um, but I'm really frustrated. Pretty, I'm frustrated after this one for sure. Like when Discovery came out, I was very forgiving because I wanted Star Trek back on TV. So I I just put all the bullshit out of my mind. I, I I got there eventually, and I had to realize that like I can't have the Star Trek that I want because it doesn't exist anymore. Right, and I and I got there. I'm still not 100% copacetic with the new Klingons, but what you know, I that that's a I'll, I'll cross that bridge when it comes up again. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about it either. We'll we'll see what but they have Harry in store. Harry Mudd on that show is great, although he I don't know how they can get Harry Mudd on the show ever again, except outside of short treks. Yeah, well, short treks are weird. Yeah, his short track is really good though. I just yeah, I haven't I haven't watched all the short tracks yet. I, I'm kind of slowly yeah, making, making my way really through them. About synthetics. Hmm. I said, watch his. You'll be really confused about like androids and synthetics. Well, I mean, if you if you if you, you know, take all of Trek that's come before as as you know in continuity as things that these writers should have been paying attention to. Like Harry Mudd has an entire planet of synthetics. 
And that's in TOS. That's that's yeah. the original. But yeah. he, he basically had this is where he, I guess it starts. I mean. Yeah, so I yeah, I don't know. And I, I Baby boy, come on. I, I feel like lately I have just been inundated with stories about artificial intelligence gone wrong and it's starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well it always goes wrong. Well the good uh, news is I can play Mass Effect whenever I want, so hey. I did just place a little bit of Mass Effect 1 the other day because it's on Game Pass. Oh, snap. Is it upgraded uh, graphics? A little bit. Not much. Not, not enough. Much. Like, not it's much, still yeah. not. You know, but it's. But I forgot how much I hate driving the stupid car around. I was like, why can't Mass Effect 2 be on here? <laughs> like, I got rid of all that car bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. I did forget about that, too. I, you know, I, I do tend to skip when I, wanna, when I wanna replay those games, I do tend to skip Mass Effect 1 and go, go straight to 2. Go straight to 2. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Play 2 and 3. Don't get me wrong. At the time, though, one was amazing, and I sat there for hours and I would just read all those different info screens. Yeah, like, it was. Kodak. Yeah, yeah, the Codex was fucking fascinating. That universe they built was yeah. off the charts. Uh, I played through Mass Effect, I think, three or four different, separate times. Like, yeah, same. All of them. Same. Each game, three or four times. And Knights of the Royal Republic 1 and 2, a bunch of times. Like, I own it on my iPad and my phone. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Yeah, so other than playing Mass Effect, I have no idea what the hell to expect out of Picard this week, but I guess uh, I, I I guess we're gonna get there. What have you got in your notes? What 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 have you not, what have you not gotten out yet? A terrible speech by Picard at the end. The one to the to the synths. Yeah, I was like, this is a bad speech. Like you're you're talking about the wrong stuff, Picard. Like it shouldn't be a trust me thing. I didn't I didn't think it was that bad i just like 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 sung says i mean like he's trying to rally people who have no understanding of like what they're experiencing and uh, you know another takeaway i got from that scene was especially with sutra in particular is like androids with emotion chips not a good idea no like like, no stop it they i mean at least they they should live about 35 years without emotion (laughs) I mean, she goes like zero to ninety in like you know half a second before she's like, "Yeah, kill all the organics, fuck them." <laughs> it's like, wait, whoa, 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 slow down. Also, if Soon is Lore, Sutra is definitely his daughter. Like, she is definitely Lore's daughter. <laughs> she's very much Lore 2.0, that's for sure. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's straight up Lore. Like, yeah, her, uh, her, uh, her, just her, her. Like I said, her, her jumping to the fact that all organics must die it was like oh wow that that really turned on us yeah yeah she went she went right to 50 yep um two little notes did you notice the the original series communicator on maddox's desk oh i did not i i believe that's what it is i was really trying to look at it Mm -hmm. right by the, the weird moving picture okay it looks like a flip phone but I'm pretty sure it's an original series communicator on his desk. Did you think it was odd that he had like the same picture thing that we saw of him and Girardi yeah. like making cookies? Yeah, I mean, I maybe that's the only moment they ever had together. Well, she was his sex robot, so. Oh. <laughs> or was he her? Or was he her sex robot? Oh, well, she is the mother of the robots. 
Oh, that was a weird thing, too. Yeah. She's the closest thing you have to a mother. Shut up, Data. Shut oh. up, Lore. I mean, he could not be more evil. Like, as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, my God, they're making him evil again. Mm. I guess I did call that where I was like, oh, it's going to be Lore or, you know, evil Brett Spiner is the villain for season two. I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I say it in, in, in the lead up to our, to our conversation, but it's like, man, they really dug themselves a big hole to get out of on Thursday. Oh, yes. oh. And I, I don't know if they can do it. <laughs> I have hope. Like, just like Princess Leia says at the end of Rogue One, hope. That's all we got. That's all I got right now for this show. Cause I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm willing. Picard going into that golem is going to make me want to punch my TV. Well, it's, it's, he's going to live forever that way, except it's going to fail and he's going to die anyway. <laughs> uh, the last note I had is the little fixing thing they give her to fix the ship. Like oh, yeah. It's a remote control. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which just looked like a Quark's bar tab thing to me. <laughs> I, was always, I was like, did they just take a Quark's bar tab thing from DS9 and then paint it white? I think they did. I wouldn't put it that. I would love it if they just repurposed something like that. That's what, that yeah. is crazy, dude. My rating for this episode is a three, and that has, it has Picard in it, so it gets six points automatically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, and I guess I, I guess we should talk a little bit about the preview for next week, where it looks like, like you said, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Now all of a sudden, like Narek's the one trying to save all of us. Like, what, what, what's happening? What's happening right now? Now, are we, are we now Team Romulan now? Like, what the fuck? I, I guess we're supposed to root for the Romulans. I don't know. I'm. No, I, I'm I'm kind of flabbergasted by by what's going on, and it, maybe it's good that I don't really know what to expect from this show for next week, but I'm very concerned about what's going to happen on this show next week. I'm I'm worried because I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to binge watch the entire ten episodes all together <laughs> to see if it makes a painting <laughs> that I can Ooh. follow. A painting and titled it, Daughter? And if it can't... Like, I don't think the pieces are going to line up. No, I don't if think... You, if you binge it, like I like to. No, I mean, like I, like I mentioned before, I, I, I sort of started to think that they wrote out ten episodes of the show and they decided, like, three of them were trash. So they went back to the drawing board without having to worry about connecting the dots. I really want to see those trash episodes. Like, if this is what we got... Like, what is it? Just like Morn drinking? Like, I, I, dude. I mean, like I said, for the most part. I mean, when you break it down in episode by episode, more often than not, I've enjoyed the show. Yeah. But if they can't pull it together for episode ten, I mean, it taints all of them. That's true, and their misses are big misses, though. They are big misses, and it's just like you, like you said earlier, like watch Star Trek. What the fuck are you doing? Just watch a little bit. Read a book, like. There's a bunch of Star Trek books. Just pull up Memory Alpha, like, and just be like, let me Google that real quick on Memory Alpha. They'll tell you everything you need to know about a character. No, they seem like they want to tell their own narrative about artificial intelligence without having to 
uh, understand anything that came before except that one episode of Next Gen, you know, Measure of a Man. That's the only episode they watched about AI. I like even if they just mentioned Law one time, Law yes. one time, his mother one time. I can't think what her name is. The mother's name. I don't remember either, but yeah, she was on the show. Yeah, for, you know. I would have been okay if they never mentioned before, but that's okay. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I know you. You hate that poor robot. Why? Well, I, well, I have to go back and think about it because I, I, I thought I sort of remembered in Nemesis, uh-huh. uh, Tom Hardy Picard saying that right. they built that droid just to to be a decoy, and it's not actually a Sung droid. No, they found it and re, re, they put that that port in its neck. Oh, is it fancy a flash it. drive? Yeah. All right, you might be right. I, I could be misremembering, and I I I'll be honest, I didn't want to spend the two hours rewatching Nemesis. So. <laughs> Tom Hardy's very good in it. It has its moments. It's Rob before. Like. <laughs> well, Ron Perlman's always great. Come on, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. The man's I mean, a gem. Like also in this show, if I could see a Reman doing something. Oh no, I don't think they know about Remans. You can't talk to them about, oh, about that. They don't know no dick about Star Trek. Well, no, they don't know how a fucking mind meld works and how Vulcans are the ones that do it. Well, actually, I think they name dropped the Remans at some point in this did show. They? Oh. Did they? I don't I think, think they did. They, I think they. I think someone mentioned Reman at some point. I think you and I mentioned Reman at one point. Uh, <laughs> That could be quite possible. <laughs> that's that's my recollection is that you and I talked about the Remans and no one else did. Honestly, like if they're in the chateau and they're getting attacked and it's Remans coming through, so they look like fucking Nosferatu. Right. Looks like right, right, right. by vampires. It would look awesome. Right. No, I agree. It's, I, it's expensive. I, it's expensive, and I guess you know. I mean, I guess you could just say that, like, oh, well, when we were evacuating, we decided to let the Remans die. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a card they could have played. <laughs> that's probably what happened. <laughs> the Remans are just gone. But if they had those cool psychic abilities, you would think they might be kind of useful. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like if you said, could a Reman mind melt? I'd be like, oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he can mind rape a Beta Zed. Yeah, I. Oh, she's found me. Remember me. <laughs> you get him, Remem- Troy. Remember. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, well. I don't know. Listen, it's Monday. Yeah. We have a couple days to kind of get 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 our upsetness out. Hopefully today is kind of like a spiritual cleansing. We, we, we've aired our grievances. Tomorrow's the feats of strength. Oh, my God. It's Festus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's we go into Picard summer. ready to go on Thursday and with, with, a, with a clean slate and, and hopefully get – hopefully they pull this out. Hopefully I mean, I'm so, overreacting. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope I really enjoy this episode. Like I want to like it so much. Like I'm such an easy mark for Star Trek. Sure, like, it's sure. not hard to make me happy. Don't fuck it up. Like it's <laughs> – it should be so easy, and uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe they're trying to be too clever, or 
But like just the season with like bad spycraft. Listen, it, like, it's like 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 I mentioned about Mark Bernard and coming aboard next season. Uh, he he said the name of the of the new showrunner whose name didn't ring a bell to me, but from from the conversation that Mark Bernard had on his podcast with Kevin Smith, it sounds like there's more Star Trek people in the room now, which I think's vital for the show being better next season. I have one question: Why was the room not full of Star Trek people? From day one, because I'm convinced that CBS wants Star Trek to not be Star Trek that we know. They want it to be something that new people will like. Oh, are new people watching? Like, that's a great question. I don't know. I have coming back to watch Picard, dude. I don't know. I other than you and and your brothers and. One person I work with, I don't know anybody who has CBS All Access, so I don't know who's watching these shows. Uh, it's I'll let you know after Wednesday or after like the weekend, that's canceled. <laughs> I'm not paying for it if Picard's not on. No, I, I I'll be honest with you, I, I'm I'm sort of thinking the same thing. Like I'll take a little pause until Discovery comes back, and then I'll turn it back on again. Well, I went to watch Magnum PI to try that out because. Bobby Lee, who I love, guest stars on it. Now get the fuck out of here. I love Bobby Lee. No, Bobby so Lee's gonna, great, but the new Magna P.I. is not. <laughs> I, I was going to watch it. They only have season two. You can't go back and watch season one on their fucking app. What? Yes, that's the face you should be making because it's garbage. You know, you I only was, watch current seasons. So since we're talking about, about streaming problems, uh, you know, at the, at the beginning of the year, how a bunch of awesome comedies were pulled off of Netflix, you know, uh, no more friends, no more Frasier. And I love watching reruns of Frasier. Oh. And, and I, now I have to watch it on the, I have to, I have to watch, I have to watch Frasier on the CBS app. And it looks like shit. <laughs> like, I don't know why Netflix, it looks so much better going through their, whatever filtration they, that they do or, 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 uh, up pixeling that they do to make a standard definition show from the early nineties look that good, but you watch it through the CBS app and it looks like garbage. It's, it's honestly, I haven't watched a single other show on the CBS app except Star Trek. Well, like I said, I, I, I found Frasier on there and I was pissed when, when, you know, obviously I was very pissed and upset when, when it wasn't on Netflix anymore. Cause we've been rewatching Frasier. We rewatch Frasier all the time. Yeah. So I was like, shit, I guess we have to watch it on CBS now. And I pull it up and it just looks like crap. It's like all just choppy and stuff. Hmm? I said, just watch Cheers on Netflix. You get a little bit of Frasier. Oh, I always, I, I, trust me, I do watch Cheers on Netflix. But uh, Janine's not a Cheers fan. She's a Frasier fan. What? I don't, she's, yeah, three what? years younger than me. What do you want? I don't know. She, she missed the boat. I know. Melissa would never watch an episode of Cheers, so... Really? But then, yeah. no, I feel no, like I feel like you could, I feel like you talk her into a lot of things. <laughs> I did. That's something like no, that she would never be into that at all. It's way too old for her. I keep t- I tell Gene all the time. I was like, it's a show in Boston in a bar. Like these are all things we like. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, no, she would never. Like I. That's another, <laughs> another thing. I got CBS All Access. I thought it had. When they were originally promoting it, they're like, we have every episode, all seasons of Big Bang Theory on here. This is where you have to go to watch it. They sold the rights to that to um, 
HBO Max or whatever the new HBO streaming platform is. Okay. That got friends. Like, they have friends in Big Bang. Okay. It's not my dollars. Like, I'm not going to go over there. Like, too many platforms. Sorry, you're late to the party. <laughs> yeah, I... There will be a culling of, of streaming services uh, in the future. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. I'm going to wrap it up here with the recording. All right, man. But I'll, I'll stay on the line with you for a little bit. All right. Here, hang on. Th- Reagan, thank you so much for doing this again. My pleasure. I will have you back, and we will we will wrap up the last episode. We will, we will give the overall review of this entire first season of Picard, and, and if we're going to watch season two. <laughs> be our final battle oh the board is set locutus <laughs> make it so when i heard about what agnes had done to bruce i couldn't understand it let alone imagine myself doing something like that something like what taking life to save life Hurting some to save others. I just... I guess I'm just trying to understand the logic of sacrifice. The logic of sacrifice? Hmm. I don't like the sound of that. So you think there is no logic? No calculus of life and death? I think it depends on if you're the person holding the knife. All right, folks, so there you have it. There was our organized conversation about Star Trek Picard, Episode 9, the prequel to Mass Effect. That's our theory. Um, uh, It was a lot of fun to kind of dig into that episode. And, you know, I I, I, I still wonder a little bit if it's, you know, Reagan and I are just kind of old men shouting at the clouds um, on this particular topic. You know, maybe we just don't, maybe, maybe Star Trek... They're, they're taking it away from us and turning it into something for the next generation. But, I don't know. The, the storytelling flaws are, are definitely apparent, and uh, it's something we'd like to see resolved and kind of tightened up in this final episode of heading into Season 2, because we know Season two's coming, and it sounds like uh, we're going to get at least three seasons of Picard. So let, let's tighten it up. Let's see how we do here. Um and let's 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 stay away from that golem. Anyways, uh, what I'm gonna do next is I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the. We talked about it as one of our our favorite parts of this episode. So it's not all bad. Don't you know? Remember, it's not all bad. We're we're we are fanboys here. You know, we 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 want this show to be amazing because we love Picard and Patrick Stewart, and we want to see the show succeed. So even in a bad episode like this one, there there are. Uh, highlights and, and, and silver linings here and there. So I am going to play the clip of uh, Rafi and Jean-Luc Picard because it amused both of us, so I'll play that. But then I will play a clip to close out the show uh, from from Mass Effect that kind of highlights, again, once again, some of the, the similarities that we're seeing between uh, these two series as one seems to be ripping off the other. So I'll play that sound clip for you guys, and you guys can decide as we wrap up this episode, right? Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you once again. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow the show 
at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Join Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Uh, I've been throwing up a lot of new content this past week or two. Um, and I'm really trying to make a, a bigger effort to make sure my Patreons are uh, very much involved in the future of the show as uh, we're gearing up to do some big things this summer. Um, we posted a new uh, Patreon-only exclusive commentary track to Howard the Duck last week. And that's uh, part of the new Patreon series that I'm doing, which is the Marvel Before Marvel series. And uh, Howard the Duck is... Wow, that is a, a piece of uh, cinema history. For for the positive, for the negative, you listen, you decide. Uh, but we're going to be going full steam ahead on that series. And if you know your Marvel Before Marvel history, that would mean that Dolph Lundgren's Punisher film is next. And also, uh, just this just this day today, earlier today, before I recorded this for you guys, uh, I recorded a special video for, for the Patreons uh, where I am sort of running a pilot episode I'm going to do a bit of a pilot program with the Patreons uh, for potentially doing a YouTube channel where I get to uh, review graphic novels and recommend graphic novels or potentially not recommend graphic novels depending on how those turn out so uh, good stuff coming on the Patreon I think I'm I'm really trying to make an effort to make sure you guys are getting uh, more value for your contributions to making sure the this show keeps its lights on and uh, I again, for, for my current patrons, I'm so proud of you of, of of what you've done to help this show out, and I'm so thankful. And uh, you guys mean the world to me. You all mean the world to me. And everyone listening to this show means the world to me. But special thanks to my patrons. Thank you so much to the Aspinel Chody, the Squidmaster General, Mister Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Mister Jeff Nail. And if you've noticed the timbre of my voice is being a bit lower, I am recording this after, after interview, <laughs> a bit later at night. So people are sleeping in this household. So I'm trying to keep my octaves a bit down right now. So hopefully it's not too jarring from where I was at the beginning of the episode to where I am now. Anyways, uh, like I said, we're going to close up the show. Thank you so much. I'm going to close out with a, with a bit from Picard. We'll go into the Mass Effect bit, and then that's the episode. Uh, I'll see you guys very, very soon. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao, babes. I'm sorry. I'm breaking the rules. Rafi? No, no, just... After everything that you've done for me, I need to say thank you. I love you, too. Oh, you don't have to say it back to me. I don't. Not unless you want to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Okay. Okay. I love you too, Rafi. You know who I am? Harbinger speaks of you. You resist, but you will fail. The cycle must continue. 
What are you talking about? We stopped Sovereign and the Geth. We stopped Harbinger and the Collectors. We've earned a straight answer. It is not a thing you can comprehend. We might surprise you. Killing everyone in the galaxy to save us? The cycle must continue. There is no alternative. Organics and synthetics don't have to destroy each other. The battle for Rannoch disproves your assertion. Finish your war. We will be waiting. We're not gonna be fucking sucked this year! Win a Stanley Cup champion!